Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, now, listen to this, and when you do, you're not going to be able to deny it. Our bodies are really weird. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Those are just a few of the distinctive sounds that we hear and make every day, right, Noelle? I've been trying not to laugh. I'm not alone. (laughs) I've been sitting across from Noelle all morning, and I can attest that we all make these sounds every day and sometimes in the morning, but... From sneezing to laughing to crying, scientists have recently discovered that all of these seemingly routine noises, they actually have a long evolutionary history. In fact, when we cough or laugh and how, when we hiccup, says a lot about our psychology and that of our ancestors. It's not just gross or funny or both. Robert Provine is a professor of psychology and neuroscience at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. His new book is called Curious Behavior, Yawning, Laughing, Hiccuping, and beyond. Professor, welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you. So you call this sidewalk neuroscience. What does that mean? Well, science, uh, particularly uh, breakthroughs in science, comes from big budget, uh, high technology approaches. But they can also come from everyday behaviors that we overlook simply because they're before us all the time. It's easy to overlook the commonplace. And in my book, I've explored those kind of simple acts that can be pursued by anyone, whether uh, high school science fair students or professional researchers, and provides uh, some important uh, novel insights into human behavior. All right, well, let's, let's get down to it, because my dad is a physician, and when I was a little kid, I distinctly remember asking him, Dad, why do we yawn? It's so weird. And he said, very simple, uh, too much carbon dioxide in the blood and a lack of oxygen, so you yawn <gasps> to inflate your lungs. And then I open to your book, and the first thing I see, debunked. You say has nothing to do with CO2. What's, get, give us the, the hard truth on yawning here. Well, yawning certainly is not about CO2 and oxygen because we learned that if you give a person uh, enhanced gas mixtures with CO2, they don't yawn more. If you give them pure oxygen, they don't yawn less. Uh, A particular interest in yawning is its contagion, and this provides a a novel avenue to human social behavior. When you see someone else yawn, uh, you yawn, you don't uh, think, I'm going to imitate what that person just did. It just happens. So in contagious yawning, we get an insight into neurologically programmed social behavior of the kind that social scientists uh, have uh, ignored. So We're really uh, beast of the herd. Beast of the herd. That's why yawning's contagious. We see others do it and sort of do it sympathetically without thinking. Now, yawning has a bad rap because we're conditioned to think that if you yawn in someone's presence, what an insult. You're bored, right? You must be bored. Now, you say forget about yawning. Coughing is the thing that will tell you if somebody's bored with what you're saying. Noelle's been sort of hitting her cough button when I've been talking, (laughs) so I'm a little suspicious. But you say it's about coughing, not about yawning if somebody's really sick of what you're trying to say. Well, yawning uh, or coughing uh, could be so-called paralinguistic signals of boredom. Uh, You know, if you cough, it could be uh, a kind of semi-polite way of saying that uh, I'm tired of this. But you could also fake a yawn. Uh, Yawns aren't under voluntary control, so it would be hard to fake one. But you could mimic one 
It would also be a, a rather rude signal that uh, someone's boring you. And people cough a lot more. You, you have studies that show that when class is boring or teachers aren't doing well, the cough count goes way up. Uh, that's true. Uh, so coughing is involved in a lot more than airway maintenance. Uh, coughing is under voluntary control, and therefore you can use it uh, as you please. Uh, it also has a reflexive component. But this is uh, different, uh, for example, than sneezing, uh, another airway maintenance uh, act that's not under conscious control. You know, so you can't ask someone to uh, sneeze. They can't do it on command. They can't do it on command. Now, just before we let you go, uh, Professor Robert Provan, I got to ask you about laughter real quick. There's lots of explanations in laughter, and people can can pick up your book, Curious Behavior, if they want to read about the evolutionary uh, imperatives of laughter. But you, you're deconstructing laughter here. You don't want to explain laughter. Laughter is just hilarious. Well, laughter is often treated from a philosophical perspective that uh, suggests that it's a choice, like we speak ha-ha. But if you ask a person to laugh, uh, most people can't laugh on command, and yet our lives are filled with it. Uh, Laughter is a lawful behavior. You can predict when you do it. It's really about your relationship to other people. You hardly ever laugh when you're alone. So we go through life laughing, acting out this uh, neurological script uh, that we really don't understand. So most laughter is not about comedy, only about perhaps 10, 15 percent is. It's about relationships with other people. And when we're laughing, we're also becoming beast of the herd, laughing along with other people. Beast of the herd, indeed. So go for laughter, avoid the coughs, and yawns just mean we're all getting along. That's my takeaway from Robert Provine's new book on neuroscience. It's called Curious Behavior, Yawning, Laughing, Hiccuping, and Beyond. Professor, thank you. My pleasure.